0: to the Marshall Street Podcast.
1: Yes, with a very special guest today, Blushko. How
2: you doing, James? How are you? Very we? well,
1: my man. How are you going?
2: Fantastic, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No, man, Welcome firstly, you. thank you very much for coming down. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Always about supporting that.
1: Ah, it's good, dude. dude <laughs> I think we've probably linked up more in the last like three or four months. Than in like the five years or so previous, man. It's yeah. fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, it's great, man. Nice. That's nice. what you gotta do, man. That's where life takes you. That's
1: exactly right. right. Now, there is something I wanted to touch base with you about Uh, longevity, <laughs> time spent in the industry. Yes. Um, and even, like, cause you've been singing for fucking years. Um, walk us a little bit for the people who don't know you or just fucking tuning in. Give us a little bit of backstory about you, man. Fucking where you're coming from, when you started singing, what you're up to.
2: Oh, man, so I started, I had my first performance in year 11 <laughs> in high school. I mean, we did it. My guitarist, Maddie who was one of my closest friends in high school, picked up guitar when he was 12, and he was always looking for a singer. One day we were jamming at his house. He's like, bro, you're good. I'm like, nah, nah, not me. <laughs> and then also I was scared of my brother and his friends at school about getting bullied for being, you know, like I grew up playing sport my whole life, so it's all... Yep. That's the that's the man the man shit to do. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then when if like they ever saw me, they were two years older, so I waited for them to leave school,
1: right, so I could do my
2: first performance, right, like comfortably.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, and then I could, like I stopped I stopped doing music. I went after high school. I did like a six months at a singing school in Williamstown because I'm like yeah I could probably get better. Did that? Didn't I? Don't like getting told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I left that. Still, I was working at Target still, worked as a career driver. I was about 21, 22 when I was driving and I was just started like singing over these beats in the car like. and I was like, oh, I could probably do this. So I set up a studio at home and Sick. started just working from there, got my first gig at 24, released my first single at 28 and here I am.
1: Here you are. Here
2: I am. Just and even, seen, uh, Making Like trends.
1: We've been crossing paths fucking more and more recently. We're down at Beyond the Valley. Yeah, that was fucking great. So we there. So you're playing some fucking dope fucking spots, man, and putting out some fucking awesome
2: music. Thank you, man. Well, yeah, we are... Uh, it was with this band, Billy Davis, that we was in that just kind of skyrocketed the, the festival scene for us. We played everything, man. So it was mm. sick. How was that? That was mad. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> Golden Plains was by far the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk us through it. What made it good? Well, we had the whole eleven piece on stage. Fuck. Right. We got so many boots in the air after the show. And there was probably about I would say roughly around nine to thirteen thousand people mm-hmm. that came Pulling to watch us. Boots. Yeah, so what they do there is they for their favourite act they lift up their boots. Right. Like or their shoes, whatever they're wearing. <laughs> so we were, we saw a lot of boots come up. Yeah, that's I was sick. like
1: sick. Fuck that feeling must have been Pretty fucking out of control.
2: Oh, it's so sick. And share like some of the guys in the band are like they're like family to me. So yep. sharing that with them is
1: mm. awesome.
2: Exceptional.
0: What, do you think that that's like a, a crucial ingredient to performing well? Having people that you trust and.
2: Oh man, yeah, synergy yeah. on stage is next level stuff. Because after shows, people because this is what I try to tell everybody. Because I've been nurturing some young vocalists now, right? And I try to tell them like people when they come to the performance, they don't necessarily care how well you sound, right? I'm not saying sing out of key and stuff, mm. but what they do is they um they just want to they want to experience an energy and a feeling that mm-hmm. you go off stage. Now, mm-hmm. if you have people on stage that are just as you know excited as you are, and you guys share this insane synergy on stage, they're gonna feed off that after every yep. show. People are like, bro, that was so sick! Like you guys look like you had so much fun up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you want people to yeah. like rely on. That's for me like the highest compliment after a show. Yep. Not oh, you sounded great. It's like yeah, cool, thanks, man. Like, oh, you, I expect you to sound good. Like that's that's yeah, your profession, yeah, you know.
1: Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if great, someone was like, oh, I can't believe you point. sounded
2: that good. I'd be like, oh, okay, well that's 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 a kind of like an insult.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think um, both you and I in our bands as well, that's something that we've always focused on is having a good time, mm, Definitely. and that really translates if you. If you see a band on stage and you're and you're watching them, they don't look like they're enjoying themselves, or they're kind of in their own world, and they're not, you know, vibing yep. off everyone else, vibing off the crowd, vibing off the band. It kind of just feels awkward, and there's oh, nothing that you can do like with that all, as a
2: crowd member. Yeah,
0: um, you like, can't. You yeah, can't. there's a
2: time and place for those kind of performances. You mm-hmm. want to put something inter, like intimate on, yep. and you explain to the guests coming that this is going to be an intimate show. It's not like a big. And, stage and I performance. think
1: even then, because you've set the context and expectation for the audience, you still get that energy. It's yeah, just, it's just, a, it's just different. a different energy. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, It's like, oh, 100%. Even one fucking act that brings to mind, which I talked about in the podcast before, was Interpol at Falls last year. Oh. I was fucking stoked for him. Like, Interpol, this would be sick. Watched him and I was just like, man, it look, it honestly looked like no one in the band wanted to be there. Mm. Like, it looked like fucking he didn't want to know that dude and he didn't want to talk to him. It was just the most sterile thing I've seen. And, like, and you can feel that. Like, all music is energy. Like, you can feel yeah. that. Mm. Um, and even getting back to your shows, like, I remember when I saw you at the Nightcat, and you guys fucking tore the roof down. Like, that place was bumping. <laughs> um, but, like, because you have heaps of different um, guys come up during the performance and yeah. chime in and out. Yeah, that's And it's, deal. like, there's just so much going on visually and sonically and you're right, like, you look at it and you're like, these guys are having so much fun doing what the fuck they were meant to
2: do. Yeah, and it's a shared, it's a shared responsibility on stage. Everybody gets their chance to show what they're worth. Yep. And they take it well. Yep. I like that. Um, and that's, see, my thing is I, what I want to do for this year is, as weird as this sounds, I want to build my show around gimmicks pretty much because that's what people remember. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've started playing guitar more on stage and people were like, oh, man, I can't believe you soloed like that, mm. you know, and they want those little points to remember. Mm-hmm. Well, like I will cut out all the music and me and Maddie and like my keys boy, yep. uh, that's his name, keys boy. Keys boy. <laughs> <laughs> my keys boy would just strip back the chorus, do a completely a cappella, no instruments, and the crowd would respond to that. And that's when Definitely. I was like, Huh, this is what they need. Yep, they need gimmicks. As like as weird as that sounds. No, well, no I think yeah. you
0: can you can play the songs. You can play the songs, and people will come and and probably enjoy it. Yeah, but it won't necessarily be something that they can take away from the gig. Mm. And it's the gigs that you come away from going. I loved when they did that. I
2: loved when they did this. Yeah. Like they had the crowd in the palm of their hand. That's something that you can take away. Yeah, well, I've been to so many artists, like, international artists that I, like, admire. Mm. I'd go to their show and then I'd leave going, I could have put headphones on. Press play Mm -hmm. on Spotify and had the same experience. Whereas you go, like, I went to see Childish Gambino. Mm. And he, yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) I don't know if (laughs) you guys watched that. That was sick. He was, like, uh, he walked out of the stadium and the camera, like, you see it on the stage and he was walking around and then all of a sudden he walks out of, like, Marvel Arena (laughs) Comes back into the stadium, and then you just see like door 25, and there he is, like in the audience. <laughs> That's what Beastie Boys did. Yeah, yeah Boys it was did sick, awesome. Man. I fucking yeah. shot that. Yeah. And yeah, it's
1: dope. Like it's that sort of stuff. Like, I used to, even back when we were building live sets for DYE, like I would have there was about three or four live performances. One of them was Beastie Boys, awesome. I fucking shot that. Um, and even Beastie Boys live at Glasgow, like Mix Master Mike's intro to that. But you just watch these things and you're like, man, like, this is fucking... You've got the crowd it's going, spectacle. oh, it's fucking... And then you'd be like, cool, why did this make me feel that way? How can I take some of that and incorporate it? Do you yeah. know what? The other thing to that is, is it's inimitable...
0: Imitable Is that the right word? I don't know. You cannot imitate. imitate? Yeah, no. You cannot imitate only that person or that group can do that. And you'll never see it anywhere else. And that's why it's disappointing when you go to a show and you're like, fuck, I love this band, they don't sound like anyone, or and then they just play it the way they do. It's like, yeah, it was good, but like I could have seen a cover band potentially do that.
1: And it's even like when you're watching, you're like, dude, you guys could fuck up this like I said Blink and, like, technically they're fucking horrible. Terrible. But they don't try to be technically like, dude, yeah. we're here to fuck around. Like, yeah, we got that... songs about fucking jerking off and mm. she's like, that's what you're going there for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, man, the – yeah, the energy – it's interesting to say that that's a conscious thing that what you – to pass down is that energy on stage. Mm. Um, but when you say that, it's very um obvious because, well, your performances are like that.
2: Yeah, that's – yeah, that's what oh, – I reckon that comes from just being match-hardened. A lot of people – they kind of just blow up and then they put, get put on a stage and they're like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. i got no idea what to yeah. do here, right? Whereas, like, you see the guys who are more seasoned in the music industry, so people that have, like, done the shitty gigs at the RSLs and yeah, yeah. where there is no fallback, for example, because <laughs> you can really tell when someone can't hear themselves on stage. Mm-hmm. Their face, like, oh, yeah. their face shows everything. Yep, Yeah. Right? Their yep. face would be like, oh, and then yeah. they start freaking out and then the performance hinders because of that, yep. you know?
1: And then the vice versa, you can tell when bands have been through it, been through yeah. it all where they can't hear shit, Don't shit is cut that out. Because when something goes completely pear-shaped, which live it inevitably will yeah. at some point, yeah. And you can just watch the people who it's like water off a duck's back. They yeah. just roll with it and like, oh yeah. man. Like I could it it, it could have been yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It could yeah. definitely always be worse. Yep. yep. And even on that,
1: so from, from that kind of going from twenty four to where you are now. What's this? One thing that we see with artists coming through is is, is, it's a short-term kind of mindset. Like there's all this, okay, I'm going to give myself one year or two-year timeframes and stuff. Um, When, as we were talking about before uh, we started recording, like we've both been doing this for 10 years plus um, and we're still this. And we'll, in 10 years, we'll still probably be doing something in the industry in some capacity. So having that, you know, for me, having that long-term mindset is something that's one. It's I think it's super important because it just means you don't dwell on little losses when they come up. But also, it just makes it a lot, me- a lot easier to be mentally healthy about things. Cause you're like, fuck, dude, we got ten years? Like, I'm still going to be do. I'm still going to be doing this. I'm going to be the same person in ten years. I'm just going to be better and fucking more educated.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't stop learning. You um, you you act that relays into whatever you're doing. You know, you learn how to take things that from some something else that you wouldn't necessarily think about when you first started because everybody has this vision for themselves. Yeah. Like, I want to be this artist. Mm. And then 10 years later, you hear that music and go, oh, how come I didn't infuse this earlier? You know, like, mm. Mm. so you just... You're
1: uh, always growing. You're, you're
2: constantly growing and that's yeah, the yeah. That's, like, key importance. Hugely. Like, f- everybody wants to make a big straightaway. But the way I see it is I see uh, the music, your, like your self-growth as steps right now if you're here say everybody starts at their base level you know your base level can be here someone else's base level is here Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that there's a gap what it is is that you still have to take a step at a time right so if this is my base level right my next level is here 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 bang until okay this is what i saw for myself you know whatever anyone's end goal is let's say so that was five steps right to get to now, look at the difference, right? If I go up one step and then a second step and then I can't reach that third step, right, sometimes it's very, very crucial to take that step down again because you might have missed something. Mm. But if you go one to five, the fall is much longer. So instead of being Usually. here and going down one step or two steps, you've fallen five again mm. and people that's where people...
1: Yeah, that's a great way of explaining it because I've said it before, like with artists, the quicker... The quicker you get to the top, the quicker you'll fall. Like, if you go from, you know, from absolutely nothing to huge overnight, you haven't learnt what goes into it. One, you also don't really appreciate it, but you're probably not going to be there in fucking 10
2: years. Yeah, it's it's not a quicker fall. It's a harder fall. Like, it hurts more. Mm. Because, like I said, there's no foundation for you to fall back on, Mm. you know? Mm. Like, you need to – you can't – everybody wants to skip the shitty steps, right? And the shitty steps are getting rejected, right? Yeah. Getting told that your song sucks, mm-hmm. right? Getting told that you need to work on your vocals or your instrument, whatever you do, yep. everybody wants to skip that and go, oh, I, need, I just need to be told that I'm the best by mm. a bunch of screaming teenagers <laughs> right, who, you know, realistically know nothing, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's like a mindset thing
0: there. It's like you don't actually... I think a lot of people don't actually think about it. They think they think about it, but they don't. They just see, like, this vision and it's like you're missing all the ingredients. Like, you can't bake a cake without the ingredients. Like, that end goal, you have to have worked and learnt the little things because you just cannot expect yourself to be that person that you want to be instantaneously. Mm -hmm. It cannot happen. Yeah. You have to. Yep. You have to know the things that you don't know, and how you learn them is usually by fucking up.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need to get there knowingly that you you can comfortably sustain yourself there. Because mm. I'm not saying once you get there you stop learning. No, no. But you get there and you can comfortably adapt to anything thrown at you. And people think that it gets easier when you get up there. It really doesn't, man. Like it gets harder it's all relative tours, yeah. tours become crazier yep there's more right. pressures there's more so external much more pressure. pressures you've got to be places you've got to act a certain way behave a certain way yep. you kind of lose your you know your identity when people say like you sell out you don't sell out man you pretty much get told what to do how to mm. behave mm-hmm. because you're in a different level now
1: yep mm-hmm. and not only that but even just from a business point of view there is now other people relying on you there's, there's expectations other yeah. people getting paid of, like there's other there's real other factors here yeah um and even on that there was two points you mentioned earlier which i wanted to bring back to which i thought was good that a lot of artists don't do um which was one straight off the bat you like i went and got vocal lessons because yeah. i thought i could improve yeah. um like the amount of artists you come through who don't even consider that is is amazing um but so I didn't go cool i this is something i want to do there's probably room to improve like that from a mindset perspective is fucking awesome. It's like and expecting then, you can be a doctor without going to doctor yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, and then, so I set up a home studio, like, it's like, cool. What did I, what would I have been relying on someone else for and how can I take some of that fucking, some of that off that and put it, so I'm responsible for this. Like just those two things and a ongoing educational mindset of upskilling yourself and cool. If I'm relying on someone else to do something to get to where I want to be, how do I take control of that in my life? Yeah. Like those two things, if you're constantly chipping away, fuck, man, you're going to get somewhere.
2: Mm. Well, yeah, I, um, I think us being in Australia, the positive of that is is that we actually have nothing but time because everybody talks about I need to get out of here. Mm. There's nothing good about Australian industry. I want to go to America or Europe and try and get big there. But it's like, oh, you get there, and there's a thousand and one people doing the same shit that you are, right? Mm. Whereas here, because we're so far away from everything, all you have to, like, all you have is time to do, like, to hone your skill, to hone your craft. And if you do that here, you go there as a ready product. Mm. Otherwise, you're just going there raw as you are here, mm. to a bigger city with a bigger population, mm-hmm. going, notice me, yep. please notice me.
1: Yep. Without. Anyone without even um, like, you know, moral support of having family or friends in that city, but also that if you do end up in a position where someone takes notice of you and you're in LA and you've just moved there and this person's established with contacts and they find this person who's flown abroad with some talent who doesn't know anyone like they're going to make sure they win out of this agreement. Amen. They're going to make sure that you, that their fucking their lens that they see things through is going to come out through you. That you're going to be play the role in their life that they need you to play. Yeah. Whereas hundred percent, if you like, um, if you get everything right yourself by going over there as a finished product. It just means you, you know what you want out of it. You're in a much better position to negotiate, whether it's contracts, deals, whatever the fuck it is. You're mm. also going to be a lot wiser in terms of you're probably not going to get taken advantage of as quickly, as easily oh, yeah. um, as people who just go over there fresh.
2: Well, you know, there's a certain arrogance between that comment of know your worth. Once, you actually, when, once you're confident in your own worth... You don't actually have to act like a. Are you trying mm. to? You trying to lowball me? Man? Do you know who I am, yeah. yep. right? Because that's what initially it comes down to, right? When you've worked on yourself that much, when you've become the artist that you love, you go to these sessions going, "Excuse me, actually, I don't agree with this, right? Mm. I'm not saying that we can't negotiate. I'm saying, mm. you know, yep, you, you got to just uh, and you can smell the bullshit. Yeah, as you can well. protect yourself easier. Yeah. in this situation when you know yourself as an artist. And that only comes from Time. you putting in the yeah. work, the longevity mm. of it all is you... Because all, all you're doing with that is you're, just, you're honing your own craft as a human, not as an artist, you know. It's like you've got to take yourself as a business, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to, like, nobody... There, you start a business, right, you've got to do the foundation work for it. People, art, art, artistry, being an artist is no different than being a business owner. 100%. Yeah. You've got to do everything yourself yep. until you get to a point where you're comfortable to sell yourself.
1: Yep. In fact, it yeah. could even... Because 100% it is a business. At the end of the day, if you do want to live off it, there yeah. has to be money in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a business. And I think the uh, the counterpoint of that is artists don't go into it thinking it's a business. So that can almost be a double-edged sword. In fact, they're going into a business owner role as an artist with no intention of going into business. Yeah, mm-hmm. That can be dangerous because all of a sudden you're now not aware of your blind side.
2: Well, none of them have dealt with... or majority of them haven't... Like, you know, independent release is different. Right? Once you start dealing with a business entity as a label, then you got to start going, Oh, actually, I don't know anything about mm-hmm. this. Because mm-hmm. that's always the same, man. Everyone's like that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, cool, I'm the boss, I do what I want and I'll release <laughs> what I want until you're playing with other people that actually are funding your <laughs> thing. Yeah. And it's like, excuse me, can I borrow that money? I'll, I'll <laughs> play by your rules. <laughs>
1: you know? Um, yeah. And, even, and not only that, but, um, like, interests change over time. Like thing and that's completely fine like i in 2011 i wanted to be an artist the performer i wanted to be a dj you know it's only going through this fucking journey and that personal development and trying shit that you didn't do before and it's like fuck i actually really enjoyed the back end of the industry i love running the business side of it i love engaging in artists in this capacity um i wouldn't have known that if you didn't go like i didn't know that 10 years 10 years ago um so things change. You never know what roles you're going to end up in. And I think especially early on, I know I didn't anyway, I just didn't know what roles existed. Like I didn't know what roles... You don't know what you don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: it's like, you know, it's like when you're starting a new job and there's all these different people that do all these different tasks that you've never heard of before and everyone has plays their different part in it and you have to figure out what your part is and at the start when you don't know anything you're relying on other people to teach you and and train you and uh, you know allow you to improve by guidance and and just self improvement but for some reason the musician mind doesn't think of it like that and really you have to re- you have to be able to rely on other people so what does that mean that means surrounding yourself with people that know what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. yeah. and and listening to them and yep. and learning from them Definitely. because <laughs> If you don't, if you think that you're the person that can control your destiny without relying on anyone else,
2: well, it's about you, not being scared. It's be really hard as well. <laughs> you can't be scared to accept that somebody knows more than you. Yeah. You know, like when you start, everyone. I tell all my like the younger cats. I'll be like, hey man, it's okay to not be where you think you are. <laughs> mm. Like you know, you showing me this song, and if I'm picking it apart, it's just because I'm trying to like help you with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I made the same mistakes, but I had nobody to. Yeah. Yeah. To pick it, you know, so you walk around thinking this is the best work you've done and you then you become sensitive to your your product. And anytime you hear a negative comment, you're like, Well, you know, whereas mm-hmm. if you learn to go, you know what, I like this, but I'm gonna pick, you know, for the next the next project that I make, mm-hmm. I'll take the good parts of that. Mm-hmm. And then the next project, you take the good parts, both of those, and the three parts, and four parts, yep. until you're like, fuck, fuck, I can't believe I yeah. used to think this and was a that's good progress. track. Yeah. When you can listen back to your old tracks and go, I can't believe I used to think this was good. You yep. know, you've moved you're forward. You're moving. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, forward. And even
1: that, like, exactly what you're saying by looking after the younger cats and mentoring these dudes coming up, like, that's a big thing. That for me, like, I, I didn't have anyone like that early on, and then i I remember it was, it was like the day before Christmas. And I asked my old man, I was like, what's a mentor? Um, and he's trying kind to of explain, like, this is what a fucking mentor does, this is the role. And then, literally, about fucking three or four days later, I saw Jack the Bear put up a post online saying he's looking for some people to mentor. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, well, this is fucking. <laughs> uh, so I dropped him an email, and fucking sure enough, he's like, yeah, man, let's fucking roll. And then he's mentored me for the last three or four years. But just having someone like that, um, having a mentor that's gone through it before, it's like, fuck, man, there's just so much to learn. Um, and if you can hang out and fucking talk with someone who's done it before, even if they're three or four years ahead of you, you know, in an industry where you want to be, yeah. you're just going to improve. It's like, mm-hmm. why the fuck do you think an apprentice carpenter has to work with a carpenter? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, it's a safe yeah. haven, man, because their questions don't sound dumb. The scary part of asking a question is, you know, getting perceived that you don't know mm-hmm. and yeah. really yep. what you, you want to be like. I actually don't know. Yep. Help mm-hmm. me. Right, and that's the safe haven there. That's mm-hmm. what we like. Mentoring is a safe yep. place.
1: And but I'd even I'd even flip it around. I'd say people that are, um, you know, I'd call it mentally mature. Yeah. If you're around someone, usually you can tell when they don't know something. Yeah. Or you can usually be like, okay, they're a little uneasy. If their first reaction is to kind of bullshit and pull the wool over your eyes, you're like, okay, this guy's got someone. But if they're open, they're like, fuck, dude, I don't know that. Mm. I know I've got a lot more respect for them because I'm like fuck cool. I know I can openly talk and teach and if there's something that they don't know, they're going to bring it up.
0: Well, I think then the other the opposite to that if that person <laughs> does instantly go to bullshit and things like that, well then you try then you need to be able to teach them a different aspect. It's like you need to be able to teach them how to not bullshit mm. and how to be aware of their own insecurities and and open up and be able to say I
1: don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: then, then it's a different conversation. Which is completely like, no and one knows. And that's okay. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: it's, I think mm-hmm. it's when, yeah, when you're, when you see people out who are so open and okay with the fact that they don't know shit and mm-hmm. they're here to learn and they just absorb the stuff you say, it's like, fuck, that gets me going. Cause I'm like, cool, I've got so much stuff I can teach this guy. Like It's also easier. There's no barriers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you're opening up a, a two way conversation rather than it being you trying to convince someone of something. Mm-hmm. It's so like, I don't need that. Like, I don't yep. need you to convince me. The actions speak louder than words. Let's just have a conversation yeah. and try and figure out what you actually want. Yeah. I think there was something else that you were saying how when you learn from all of the things that you've done in the past and you take little parts from, you know, for example, songs, you take one piece. I also like looking back on the things from like five years ago and being like, I know what I wanted at that stage, but yeah. I just didn't know how to get it. And I, I like that awareness piece of like looking back and reflecting on your past and being like, what was I missing at that stage? Because then you can kind of go, there's other people that are, are missing that thing as well. Yeah. And that's, when, that's another way that you can teach them because you'll see the commonalities between different people. They'll have that same blind spot. Mm. For example, for me with mixing, it's like, I didn't know how to use a compressor and then eventually I learned how to use compressor and I still didn't know and then I still (laughs) kept learning and I'm still learning now and different compressors do different things and stuff Mm. like that. But everyone has those blind spots and the same with writing music. You don't know the theory until you learn it and you don't know how to use your voice properly until you learn how to do it. So
2: it's like be open to that learning. Yeah, but there's also like uh, everybody is different. One thing my singing teacher told me, she's like, oh, it's like... You're just gonna get better by singing, mm-hmm. and at the time I was like, hey, "What am I giving you money for? Like, why, <laughs> why am I, you know?" But then I started gigging, and you realise that, mm-hmm. um, you realise that the same methods don't work on everybody. Absolutely, you know, it's the mm. same as school, right? Yeah, I can't learn maths the same way, you know. Yep. young lad next to me can learn it. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. the same as music and any instrument that you do or anything, you know. Yep. Just because there's a formula for it that it's a universal formula doesn't mean you have to use that formula. Yeah. Again, you just it's everybody's brain works differently. It's yeah, whatever sure. you understand and you take that and then you take from another place. And that and, requires listening as well. Oh, exactly right.
0: Yeah, because if you're trying to tell someone and they're not understanding and you keep trying to tell them it the same way, <laughs> then it's not going in. They're yeah. just going to not, you, you don't have that. Um, understanding of that person, really, because you're not listening to them. No. You're not really listening to them. Well, Maddie, my guitarist,
2: you. When, my, when, you know, when I left high school, my dad was like, okay, if you're going to make music proper, you may get lessons, you know, and Matthew will teach you a theory. And I've never been a theory guy. I can't, I don't know, understand nothing. Mm. Or I look at it and it looks like Japanese <laughs> to me. But I can, you know, play your piano and a guitar yeah. and it will be fine. But Maddie would teach me the same page. Week in, week out, and I'd forget it by the end of, like, the session's done. He's like, you got it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Couldn't retain it. Then when we started playing gigs, you know, obviously, you know, the singer's on a higher stool. I'm looking down at Matty every time he's soloing, every time he's setting up a loop, and I'm looking at the shapes that he's making on the gat, right, the little melodies that he's playing. You know, like, I can't shred, but in every shred that a guitarist does or a keys player does, there's a melody in there, Mm -hmm. right, that starts it you know, it's a combination, a couple of notes that mm-hmm. really, you know, were nice to my ear. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go buy a guitar. Got a guitar and I was like, okay, Matty did this shape. Mm-hmm. And then I'd play it and go, oh, no, no, that sucks. <laughs> and then I'd move my finger up and go, oh, and then I'd be like, Maddie, what's this? He goes, oh, this, how'd you learn that? I'm like, that's like an A minor. And I'm like, oh, cool, okay. <laughs> so then, you know, visually I remembered the shapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then yep. you train your ear that way, right? So sonically you hear what works, what doesn't. Yep. yep. Right? And then when it comes to soloing, you Like I'm a singer, so I'm lucky when my head's full of melodies, right? Just translating those melodies mm. in the simplest form on the guitar, on the piano, and then all of a sudden you've people, you know, yeah, that's another way. Of, it's like growth, man. A hundred percent. As
1: just Yeah, interesting that you said it that way because it's kind of the backwards way of learning because yeah. um, it's kind of like learning in the actually doing it and then cool, why did we do this? Um, which is exactly how I learned um, in production. Like I didn't know anything about fucking music when I started, um, like nothing, but you'd be like, okay, cool, this sounds good, so fuck, we're doing that. And then it was four or five years later by going back to fucking school um, and studying production, they teach you shit like what the actual, what happens in the actual physics of fucking sound and then you're like, oh, that's why I did that. That's why yeah. I liked that's that. That's why yeah. that. And yeah. yeah. And then it's so it's funny because I was very similar in that way. Um, but I also think if I'd gone... If I'd tried to do it the reverse, if I'd gone to school to learn production, like I would have, one, I wouldn't have not learnt it, but two, you get stuck in the wrong shit because yeah. you'd be trying to tick boxes that don't. really... At the end of the day, what what it sounds like is what matters.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, you got to find what works for you because that's what's going to push you forward. If I was doing theory, I would have quit music mm. hundred yeah. percent. guaranteed because you, it's like you speak to any swimmer, like child swimmer now, they'll be like, I'm scared of a swimming pool. I don't want to go in there because they will doing 500 laps a morning. Mm. Right. And they're like, I don't want to swim anymore. Mm. Because it's just etched, that kind of shit. It's just etched, young. Yeah. it's not good. You got and I'm not saying that like if it works for you, mad, do it. Yep. I actually tell everybody that if you can learn theory first, do it. But if you can't, don't feel don't feel like you know you're you're behind. You're, yeah. Because there's yep. other ways to get around that, to because aven- eventually you're gonna learn it. Right, like you, you understand, like. So I'll tell people like, oh yeah, you're playing like a G seven, blah blah blah. Like yeah, but how do you know? And I'm like, I just kind of
1: yeah. know because yeah. now
2: I can hear the notes, mm-hmm. and I've played enough to be like, oh yeah, cool. And the translating notes on piano is much easier than a gap. Like I still don't understand guitar, whereas piano is just you know C D, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, I oh, cool. But there's
0: always but patterns though. What That's was your th-
1: journey through it? Because you're fucking fairly handy in the theory side on multiple instruments. Um. Well, I
0: first, my first instrument, my first instrument was a guitar, when I was in like grade one or something. I think I learnt at on the primary school acoustics, for I think like one term or two terms. Couldn't remember any of it. Then I then I started playing piano and keyboard, um, and I did that for three years, from grade three to through to grade five, and then so I I learnt a lot of theory. I learnt like how to hold your hands, how to like the, keep your fingers as close to the piano as you can, like less movement is better, all that sort of stuff that gets in your mind that you don't necessarily think about if you teach yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was cool. And then, but then I started drumming at, at, uh, in, when I was 10 and that was it. That was it for me. It was just drums. And that then was proper
1: drum lessons? Though, not proper like drum lessons. yourself. Yeah.
0: Every week, half an hour drum lesson. Um, and then when I finished primary school, I stayed with my drum teacher that I had in primary school and, um, we, we were going to Brighton to do hour long drum lessons like once a week. Um, and I did that up until I was 16. Um, but I picked up guitar as well, self taught myself when I was about 13 or 14, it just came easy to me. I don't know why it just did. And then, um... I got lessons at the same time as drums at the same place only for six months and the guitar teacher didn't know how to teach me. He, he said to me, I really don't know what I can do as a teacher for you because you already understand all of the concepts. All you need to do is just practice. Yeah. So I was like, sweet, I won't do guitar anymore. And then I just kept playing. I would just like when I was a teenager, I would just lie in my bed, just play along to music and, and that was how I learnt. But then I guess theory, theory wise, uh, cause I was always good at maths as well. So I always figured out the patterns. I was always drumming was rhythmically good. I think with theory, it's just like you, you learn what works together and why it works together. Okay, this is major in the major key. You can change that chord to a seven and it'll sound good. Or you can make that one minor. And I think you just learn over time. So that's kind of how I did it, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Interesting. And I th- there was, I was talking with Maddie, Actually, this was, I think, probably after I'd met you like once, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with Maddie and he's I like not tell you when we first met. What would have been. It? A, it would have been at a gig when DYE was playing. Because yeah. I don't think I met you before then. Yeah. No. Nah, probably would have been. And he was talking. He was like, "Yeah, there's two. We used to play in a fucking band together." And he's like, "Yeah, the dude just fucking played drums. Got fucking awesome. And just clocked drums." Then he picked up guitar and locked himself in his room for, like, a couple of months and then just clocked guitar. He's like, the dude just fucking gets it. Yeah. yeah. And there are some people who, like... It just makes sense. It, it, yeah, it just makes sense.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, they've worked it out in their brain how to make sense for them. Correct, yeah. You yep. do that and you can Because I can never any... figure out sports. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh,
0: you know, so there's... Everyone has their abilities and natural talents and it's how you choose to foster it yourself. You know, you allow other people to teach you but at the end of the day it's got to be you who wants to work hard at it and get better at it and that's like you with business like you said 10 years ago you didn't know shit about business and now you are in this place and it's fucking kicking goals so it's like you actually choose what you want to work hard at and you should listen to yourself when when you have that voice that tells you i want to keep doing that fucking do it
2: <laughs> yeah and that voice comes at the weirdest time yeah so that's why you get stuck and confused sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, but I still haven't finished this. Yeah, exactly. You're like, no, no, it doesn't matter. Go. Yeah. Mm. And there is
1: something about the, um, like, a creative's mind. We get this fucking shiny object syndrome. It's like, fuck, this and this. Because yeah. it just triggers all these ideas. Yeah. Like, even with you when, like, I'd imagine when you're building a live set and you're like, cool, I want some of the little points of difference in it. So we've got a guitar. Let's have sections when the instrumentation drops out. All this, yeah. That just sparks shit and you'll just start going. Yeah. Um, and even on that, there is another fucking skill of yours that I'd like to touch on, which is your fucking FIFA abilities. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we're down at, um, that's the longevity valley. at
2: its finest, mate. <laughs> I, played, I played some kid the other day, right? He was like 16 or 17, right? He was my, my brother's wife's cousin. I love this little kid, right? He's like, oh, rip ya, man, I'm better than you am like, how long have you been alive for? He goes, 16 years. <laughs> like, I've played FIFA for 17. <laughs> I've played more FIFA than you've
1: been alive. I'm smoky, uh, young lad. And he was like, down at fucking Beyond the Valley, they had a Twitch uh, channel set up there. Yeah. So all the artists could come through. they fucking stream it on Twitch. And it was on the front, like, every time they streamed, it was on the front page of Twitch for it. So it was fucking sick. Yeah. Fucking Blushko <laughs> comes through and just schooling. Demolishes oh, it, It's like 8-0, I think. 8 or nine zero. And I believe one of the comments was... Feeling. The comment back to the guys, it's like, look, if you get anyone who's actually good coming through, like, come find me for a challenger.
2: There, no, it's, there you know, wouldn't what? have been anyone who
1: could beat you. I... um. Oop, just pause that.
2: <laughs> me with FIFA is just... I, I love soccer. I grew up my whole life playing the sport... Yeah. And then when I like, you know, in my downtime, I just play. I'd play PlayStation all the time as a kid, and then started with this game called Actua Soccer. Oh,
0: yeah, I've heard was, that. Yeah. it was on PS One. Oh,
2: PS One. PS One. It was horrible. Yeah. But you just do that, and you're like sick. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get real good at this real quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then one, I tell people, I'm like, man, stop playing FIFA. Like it's. A fucking... A real... Like, yeah, it's a real soccer game. <laughs> Find the glitches yeah. and expose those glitches. Yeah, exactly, glitches. yeah, yeah. You will win every
0: time. I it was, I think it was FIFA 09 or FIFA 10. You could or, score from halfway?
2: Yeah, you could score from halfway. Yeah, Maddie Morty would
0: do that. Yeah, that was sick. It was You'd always go on, like, the, the left wing, Yeah, and, and just, just after halfway, you'd kick in and it would curve yeah, in. Yeah, you'd curve in but every time. But the other one was, I think it must have been even earlier, it might have even been Nintendo, where you could trip the goalie and then...
2: You could just steal the ball off
0: them and get Yeah, it that in. was ninety eight, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah, well, that's well, that's well ages. True, yeah. That was FIFA ninety eight. You could trip the keeper and then yeah, just that's take the ball.
1: Only, awesome. only soccer game I had was the World Cup. I think it was two thousand two World Cup.
2: That's the the, one. that's one of the best Fifas ever. When you'd yeah. shoot with like a star player, the ball would light up on fire. <laughs> so I missed that kind of <laughs> shit. How many fucking Wayne Gretzky? We got a, a, a PS two here. 64. I'll bring
1: it in one time. You can fucking. We'll, right. we'll get some guys to come through. We'll
2: get some. No, because my thing is back in the day, I used to be a full nut. You know, like if I would, if I lose, I'd lock myself in a room and go, "What? Well, how do I lose?" Right and now, I'm like, "Ah, cool. I've done enough. Like I've beat yeah. most people in Melbourne that have offered a challenge." <laughs> right. And that is no word of a lie either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, that you know what? It's funny because that also translates to like my dad used to say, "Man, you've got blisters on your fucking thumbs." Yeah. That's how he knew I was playing instead of studying. Because right. like, let me see your thumb. And then I was like, fuck well, you know, this that's that thumb, this is a warrior's thumb. <laughs> this is Street Fighter and FIFA. Just mashing.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome.
2: But yeah, it's uh anything you do, mate, just make sure you keep doing it. That's the uh, there's no secret to it. No. It's an open secret yeah. when people yeah. go, How do you take get, get it? There's no way. Yeah, no short. If you take shortcuts, you'll fucking find your way back mm. to the start real quickly. Correct.
1: Yeah. But that's the, unfortunately, that's the one thing that people always look for a shortcut for. Like, the end of the day, it's fucking hard Muddy. work, consistency, yeah. and patience. Like, yeah, well, that.
2: everyone, I, I'm a firm believer of everybody's timing is completely different, you know? Mm. Like, and you can't be salty if somebody gets there ahead yeah. of you. 100%. Yep.
1: You yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: nice. Tough. Even on that, what do you got coming up? Give us a quick rundown of fucking what's in the next two, three months for you. Oh You're man! You're always cooking up something.
2: Oh yeah, I'm finally releasing this song, Al Capone. Ah, sweet. Um, it's come. I just signed it to this label in Germany. Dope. All right, Lecker. Thank you for that. Nice. They're uh, they're gonna put that out. They have actually got the contracts in today. Awesome. So as soon as that gets mixed and mastered, I will get that. Like it's a they they'll need like eight weeks to do the PR for it. Yep. So that will come out probably probably march i've got two features coming out though one in feb now with this guy this guy hit me up from new york right just a just a random guy who just makes beats from his mm-hmm. little apartment studio and uh he sent me it was like such a lo-fi little beat and i was i think i was just in that mood that night so i put this whole melody down for it and he's like "Fuck, this is sick and then i was like cool and i hadn't heard back and then he's like hey it's coming out his first single <laughs> i was like mad some his yeah. label picked it up in New York, so that's gonna come out in Feb, I think. Dope. And then I'm um, working with this guy London Topaz, who's an up and coming like DJ producer, real go. He's we played with him at uh, Beyond the Valley. I've been helping him write his EP. Nice. And that's coming out, I think, in March as well. One of the new track that we did. And then I was away last week. I do this writing camp with my mates. A friend of mine's got a house up in Porty, so we go there for a week. Everyone brings their stuff. We set up in our own little rooms. Sick. Which I actually, that's uh, something I'll recommend to anybody. Don't worry about like sh- like writing camps from like labels, you know. Just go with your mates yeah, to a house yeah, yeah. because that's yep. automatic feedback. Yep. You know, most times when you write stuff, you second guess everything that you do. This is like, hey, boys, can you just come quickly check this out? Yep. And you'll, all look like, seeing people's reactions is, that's that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the need. tell. Yep. Yep. That's the tell. That's all you need to see. 100%. Because you know? they'll, They'll be like, "Oh, I really like that," you know. Yeah. Mm. You just look at their faces, and you'll be like, ah, "They didn't respond the yep. way you wanted you want it, it. Yep. right? Get yep. rid of that shit." Yep. So we did that right, and then on the way up, everybody, all these girls that are like that, are like that. I'm friends with. are Like, oh my god, have you heard Travis Scott? It's Travis Scott. Travis Scott. I'm like, who the fuck is Travis Scott? Bro, so I'm like smashed him up and I'm like, bro, this guy's just take an emo punk and slapped out our weights over it. Yeah. Alright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sick. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. So I get I get to the uh, get to the haven. We call it the haven. The right? haven? Nice. The the safe haven, mate. Right? We get get to the haven. My mate Caleb's there, I'm like, oh, hey, send give us your gap. And then I just start playing this riff, this like sick little rocky riff, <laughs> but like a bit lush. Slap the sickest beat on it. <laughs> Six days later, I got a nine-track EP full of trap bangers. (laughs) Full trap, right? I haven't used auto tune in about fifteen years, I think. Every single vocal is auto (laughs) tuned, right? Because I'm all about the lush, you know, R&B, sexy vocal. Now I'm just like, fuck it, it adds, it adds to the element of the 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 the, the genre. I'll use it, right? Never serves the song. I've never liked an EP more, right? So what I think I want to do is after Al Capone, because my initial plan was Al Capone. Then three other standalone singles that I've got just to yep. keep those rolling because mm-hmm. I've done two EPs and they've done really well. Like one, I just found out my track last night just hit eight hundred k, which is on its way to a million, which is really good. Congrats! Yeah, nice. Thank work. you. Um, and uh, it's just getting attention from the right people. I noticed Instagram, like a lot of Instagram girls, have been using my tracks on their on their stories and stuff. Nice. I went from like in this month I went from like. I think it was like forty-five thousand monthly listeners to eighty-one. Fast. You know, so doubled it. It's yeah, doubled it in a sick. month, and you're like, "Wow!" We like the power yeah. of yeah. The internet that works. shit. It yeah, works yeah, when it absolutely. works. It works absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then I wanted to do. I wanted. I think the special thing about this trap EP that I've done now is that it's just extra content for me. Yeah. My thing is, oh, it's one thing I want to... like about what I did when I first started, right, was I used to make. When I got my studio, I knew the songs were crap. I'd make a song a night and upload it on SoundCloud just for a week, Mm -hmm. delete it, next week put a new song on. (laughs) But what that did was that because what that does is it gives your uh, your audience that are paying attention. That might be five people, that might be 5,000, might be 50,000, whatever it is, right, it gives those people an understanding of what kind of artist you're trying to become, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody wants to be a part of a journey. Mm-hmm. as an audience member, yep. they want to be like, man, I was there when he was dropping that shit, right? How many yep. times do you say it? Like when someone tells you an artist, you're like, man, I listen, not that guy like two months <laughs> ago? You're yep. way off. And you, there's that sense of like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, better than old. you. Yeah. Right? So you, like, people want to release their best work, mm-hmm. but then like if that's your best work, right, people are missing yeah, your make, yeah, your the story. They're, yeah, they're missing what you've worked to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're like, oh, this is sick, bro. But it's like if you show people where you're at, Mm-hmm. When you're there, yep. that's how you actually gain fans as well. Because they're like, yep. fuck, man. People I'm... love seeing how you progress. Yeah, they and get, get, I get it all the yeah. time. Like, man, I can't believe when I saw you at that bar like five yeah. years ago, how much you've changed and yep. what you're doing yep. now, right? Yep. And um, that's super important for Definitely. your growth yep. as an artist, right? Because also, like, because I do a ton of cover gigs, right? I did like 300 last year. Fuck. Right? Um, but people don't go, oh, there's Blush with the cover guy. They're like, bro, have you heard his original shit? Yeah, So it's awesome. very easy to pocket yourself as a cover artist and then you stay there. And look, the cash is great, right? Especially when you're doing a bunch of corporates. But you want to eventually break out from that and be the original guy. Mm-hmm. But if you keep doing covers online and keep only release covers and do covers and yeah. only promote your cover stuff, when you release an original, people are like, I don't like this as well as he does his covers. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find that balance yeah, too. Yeah, yep. Right, so because covers is what we'll get. Like now, I can do I do my little covers on Instagram, but that's because I've got a bunch of music out. I've already established myself as an artist. Yep. Now it's like just giving back a little bit because I can't release a song a week anymore.
1: Yeah. You know. Yep. So I think so. the other thing is,
0: you're always like you just doubled your fan base on Spotify. Yeah. Those people haven't. Heard you before they heard you, yeah. So you never know what the first song that they're going to hear is. Well, exactly
2: right. And then they go back. Yeah, I always say just put it out because I tell my mates, I'm like, who cares if it gets fucking yep, exactly. five hundred views? Doesn't matter. Because when you when you get that one song that resonates with the mass, Correct. guess what? They're they're not going to go. Oh, like if you have that one track only, they're going to go, fuck. I got to wait. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They're like, oh my god, look at this fucking.
1: Yep. Catalog of yeah, shit yeah. that he's got
2: here, yeah. and that's got him for the rest of the year. They love you. The yeah, they will love you. They will oh, love you yeah. I've noticed that my shows, man. Like yeah. I'll see the same people at yep. the front. You know, that's awesome. And like I love that because I'm like, man, like I have so much respect yeah. for you. Like you've seen the same show nine times, <laughs> <laughs> you poor, poor human. <laughs> but they <don't laughs> think that, but they they, yeah, they love, love it, and yep. because that's because they literally follow you, man. Yep. That's what you want. And my yep. friend said the best thing. He goes, bro, you know when I started noticing your change when at Your gigs, it wasn't friends and family, it was fans, yeah. Because mm. I can fill out a fucking everyone can fill out a stadium, but with you, just with relatives, of just, probably. yeah, with relatives, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my European rail flying all over, man. Right well, no, but everyone can do that and be like, Oh f- man, I sold out 300, but it was like, because just because someone's mm. your friend doesn't mean they're your fan, doesn't mean Correct. they're like they'll appreciate what you're doing, mm-hmm. but they don't. Uh, that like doesn't mean they like you your music. Their,
1: it's inflated numbers.
2: Yeah, mm. that's all it is. So yeah, you got yeah. once you start, you know, getting fans at your shows and shit. you're on a you're on a yeah. good path. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that that only comes from you giving them what they want, and that mm-hmm. is you, like your growth as an artist. And then
0: it's a different form of word of mouth. Oh, yeah. A Fans' word of mouth as opposed to a friends or family members. Yeah, word oh of yeah. Mouth Trust me,
2: different. my son is the best. You have to come to his show. Yep. Whereas, bro, like you know, you I, see hear it. This, like, I, I see this. Like I see all the time. Right, like I. I'll get stopped on the road, like yeah. I. It's like, oh, you're Blasco, yeah, or well, Blasco now, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> throw that in there. No. I'm like, hey, I, um, you're Blasco, right? I like, I love your stuff. And then from that chick or that guy coming up to me, people close to me, like, oh, you're an artist, man. What's your stuff? Let me follow <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you're this topic of interest. 100%. And you're like, mad. Sick. Whereas well, if my well. mum, when I'm at the hospital, yeah. oh, you should listen to my son's tracks. They're on Spotify. Yeah, they're and like, And yeah. they're so like, uh, uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. And even <laughs> again. that, like, because
1: you never know where the next fan's going to come from. Yep. Yeah. There is, I remember one time I was sitting in traffic. This was ages ago. I was sitting in fucking bumper-to-bumper traffic. And I used to always have heaps of fucking DIY mixtapes in the car just in case we were where we were and stickers and shit. There was this kid who looked about fucking 10 or 12 years old sitting at the bus stop on the other side of the road with a skateboard. I was like, fuck, this dude skates, what a car yeah, Like, yeah. So I'm like, I like call out, I'm like, hey, man, here. And I frisbee over like a DYE mixtape to him. And he like picks up, he looks at it, and he turns around his board and he's got a DYE sticker on that's the board. Sick. That's sick. Awesome. Like, and like, like, he's going to tell his buddy that story and yeah, then yeah, these yeah, natural yeah. things happen.
2: Yeah. But uh, that's why I always say you need time for your fans as well. Because they're, they're the ones that are oh. going to, re- like, you might forget that moment. But for them, they're going to be like, look, like Del Piero, Absolutely. famous soccer player, right? He's like, I'll always stop to take a photo with a fan because for me it's a moment. For them it's a lifetime, mm-hmm. mm. right? And that's what you want to give these yep. fans. You want to give yep. them a lifetime a moment that they can talk about. 100%. And being active on social media is massive for that. Oh, You know, yeah. like replying to every message. Yep, and, makes such you know, a know, you, difference. You'll miss it. Obviously, the bigger it gets, you'll miss a few but make a conscious effort to constantly yep. be active with your fans yep because they're the ones that will net like they're the ones funding you make it all your possible. business man 100 mm. percent without them you're just a bedroom a bedroom guy
1: yep yep even on that we could fucking probably talk all day my man but I yeah. know you have a session to get to I do um so where can everyone find you listening out here following uh, Insta, so Facebook What's yeah everything
2: handles? is blush or kick it I've created a whole brand on how lazy I am <laughs> <laughs> right? my my house is called the lazy house. <laughs> Everything is about kicking back, right? So Blushcore Kick-It, double E-T, Blushcore Kick-It. Right? Nice. That's all the handles. Um Perfect. Instagram. And then Spotify, just Blushcore. You can't nice. miss it, man. No one else has that name.
1: Done. Nice. My man, um, thank you very bro, much thank for thank you, boys, in. so much. It was thank fun. Thank you, man. It was an absolute pleasure, dude. Good chat. Yeah, we James. a bunch of <laughs> <You> <laughs> well. Keep it up, fellas. All right, thank, thank you, guys. Me. Peace.